we pride ourselves in not being cheerleaders. We like to hold these politicians to the fi- their feet to the fire, and we've got questions about one of our front runners. We got questions. We got Nick Cotteranu back. You remember his episode back in '69, where he was the Disney whistleblower and uh, big on medical freedom down there in Florida. He's got some answers for us. It's time to do a podcast. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. So, okay. Sheriff Lamb, welcome. Thank you. I got to bring you two on as my hype men all the time. Oh, all Get you have on. to do is just go along. Just put your mask on. Just because I might not agree with it, that doesn't mean I lose my right to parent my kid. Leave, leave the jokes to me, Chief. This is what gets Jim fired up. It's not communism that's going to destroy this country. It's not socialism that's going to destroy this country. What's going to destroy this country is apathy. Don't count on anybody coming to save you. It is time to save ourselves. Nick, it's good to have you back, brother. Jim, glad to be back. Back so soon. Yeah, and I hear you're a little busy now. I hear hear you're a little busy. I've gotten myself caught in a little bit of a firestorm. I I got into a battle I didn't really want to get into, but I had no choice. Well, you know what? And I don't think we wanted you to get into it, right? I I think that we, um, uh, I think that we hoped that our guy Ron DeSantis was going to be the guy, and it's looking like. Maybe not. I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping for an 11th hour miracle or 12th hour miracle. We actually have somebody right now on the last day of session. They're printing up the demand letter and they're walking it into his office. Wow. So we're just, we're, you know, we're, we're hoping that he doesn't sign it, calls for a special session, makes the amendments. Um, he's done a lot of great things. Uh, he's, he's encouraged the whole country with a lot of his, courage and bravery and speaking out and and uh when it came to medical freedom he really stood out and uh you know he signaled that this is the direction he wanted to go in he hired a surgeon general dr ladapo uh who was a clear direction signal um that he understood the real issues at hand and what a what a sham all this COVID stuff was um but in the uh you know we we got a switch room put on us uh we had a solid bill sb222 uh, and even if he didn't want to tie himself to groups that were were helping with that bill and he wanted to do something different, um, the bill that that they put forth, SB 252, is 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 way short. It's it's a cluster of a mess. And the more you dig into it, the worse it looks. Um, and I think it's going to really expose us. And and one of the arguments that uh, myself and, and my attorney friend, Rachel Rodriguez, has as we talked about it. In the, in the extreme cultural environment that we have right now uh, through the legislators and through, you know, just the culture itself, if you don't have solid, clear language, it's going to be exposed. People are going to take advantage of it. They're going to rip it apart and they're going to use it to beat us over the head with. So to have a, a, a supermajority and a governor like we do to put out a bill like they're doing in SB 252, uh, they're going to put a big hurting on us as soon as people get their hands on it and expose it. Well, my, you know, when you sent us this thing initially, um, I guess my worry is here, and you're going to get into the specifics of the bill that you're worried about here. My worry, and not being in Florida, and I think the worry of a lot of people when they hear this are going to be that Ron DeSantis to us right now is signaling that it might be business as usual, right? That he might... Uh, how politics works. Right. That he might not be exactly what we had hoped he was going to be. That he has... He's already flip-flopped a little bit. He's already gone back to appease the other side. Um, and with the momentum he had, I for the life of me, I can't understand why he feels that he would need to do that. That's the, the billion-dollar question, and maybe that's the answer as well. You know, or the multi-billion-dollar question, and the and, and the answer as well. Look, we've we've got we've got people that have told us, and we have never come out with it because we had no proof. We had no reason to think that this might be true. But we have people that are very connected, that are very well in the know, that have told us, "Be careful with Ron DeSantis. He is not what you think he is." And we never went forward with that. We never, you know, we, we, we never went forward with that show. We never, we never tried to take Ron DeSantis' esteem from him uh, because he was doing all the right things. Right. But now I got this crack in the armor here that kind of lends to the fact that these guys might be right. You know, that maybe there is more to Ron DeSantis. Maybe he is not the conservative uh, archangel who's coming down here right now wielding his sword. 
to save us all. You know, somebody, some very smart people told me as, as well, I'll, I'll say I've been the biggest cheerleader of the governor. I've probably been on a hundred interviews. I publicly, I joke, I publicly thanked him more than my own mama, you know, like just out there because of all the stuff he's been doing for the state of Florida. And we've been grateful for it. Um, and the same thing, I've, I've lost relationships. I've lost uh, working with people because they, they, when we were working on policies and different things, they were telling me, you can't trust the guy. And, and, it, and it, it, just, it, it severed those relationships because I was given the benefit of the doubt and everything I was seeing was signaling, this guy's the real deal. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's where we were hoping. But, you know, somebody smart told me, you know, a lot of the cultural woke stuff you get pushed back from the culture, from the people, from the extremes, but they know those numbers are really small and they look bigger than they are, but they're really small. But when you go on to take big pharma and big medicine on, that that's the biggest lobbyist in the country. Oh, that's you're, a you're up against it. You're up against mm-hmm. the money. You're, you're, up against, you're, you're up against it. So it's it's easier it's easier to 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 take on the other stuff, even though culturally, you know, and the media is gonna hit you, but I think they know, you know, that's not a fight we're gonna lose. Um, you know, we're just going to take hits on it. But I think when it comes to this big pharma stuff, clearly there's a lot of evil, a lot of darkness. The, the rabbit hole goes deep. And now what we're seeing is, is enough to turn somebody as great and maybe even wanting to be well-meaning. And what what I what I fear is a lot of times people and these politicians, I, I could see the temptation, right? If I, if I compromise here, I'm going to get to a higher place and I'll be able to do better or do more and deliver on all these things maybe that's the thinking there but it's pretty simple to me that if you if you can't do it on the little things now you're not going to be able to later they're going to own you well, and i'm a, sure there's that's a big gamble to take right that's, that's a, a big, big gamble thing. to take to say look maybe this is what he's doing because what if it's not what he's doing what if this is who he is and now he gets all the support uh, and he gets the support of the big people out there with the big mouths that are talking, that have, have platforms that are saying, hey, this is our guy. And you convince all these people to go for Ron DeSantis. And then all of a sudden, that's not what he was doing. Th- this is who he is. That's a big gamble to take. And now we're stuck with the same old, same old, you know. And, and I still like Ron DeSantis. I am just very cautious right now. Um, and when I say this, I, I'm not saying that Ron DeSantis is, but he ends up in Washington doing the same old, same old, and we got taken by another grifter. You know, right. somebody who came on and said all the right things to get us to fall in love with him. But then here we are again. And, and, and behind the scenes, that's been my point. I mean, people are looking for a real leader that's not going to compromise, not be a grifter like you're saying, not be the same old business as usual. Um, but I know people are counting numbers in the background um, and, and somebody's selling this as the right way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think everybody is, is would respect him more if he came full on, especially in this area. I think we're having trouble with election integrity as well. Um, and then people are being attacked. I've been on I've, been, I've had some character assassinations attempts on me lately. Uh, everybody who Get doesn't it? character because Disney. <sighs> Ah. <laughs> he's not a character he's I a know, cast member i know but still is that is that what dan does he just waits the, for the joke yeah this crack. is what he does listen and as yeah. soon as he sees yeah. just a little in he starts that his mind he's not even listening to you at this point right as soon as he sees a little in he he's formulating jokes i mean he's just like all right all right all i need him to say is this and i got it and then you say it and he's like well is that what he mean oh yeah. character yeah that's well i gotta make up for the fact that i don't have a joke for the end of this one but, but let me jump in here and say that uh, SB222, the original, that everyone thought everyone was behind, it's got three lines if you look it up. And it was introduced uh, on March 7th, and that's it. It was introduced, and it's got three lines. You go to SB252. Well, what is it? What do you mean, what is it? It's What's it, the bill? For, for people that don't know what SB... That's the original one that they thought they were leading with. Right, but I mean, yeah. So so what was the bill? The, yeah, if you so, could. So, so, what was the original so, bill? So, so so there were several provisions in it. One of the things was, even even in Florida, they, they're they tracking us federally. Your vaccination status is being tracked federally. It was done in something called Florida Shots. It was signed actually by the governor a few years ago, as I understand it. And... It was sitting there in Florida, but then when the emergency came, 
and they wanted to bring in the, the, the vaccines, the COVID vaccines, they turned all that data over federally. So this would stop that federal handover of our vaccination status. Uh, also, what it does is it ties your immunity and your, your vaccination status to a really robust civil rights legislation that we have here in the state of Florida. So we would be adding our vaccination status, our health choices to a civil rights, which, you know, it almost seems like it should be a constitutional right. We shouldn't even have to be going down this road. But people thought that we're framing this under the circumstances, under the environment we're in, that if we could tie it in with the civil rights legislation, existing civil rights legislation in the state of Florida, it would be pretty solid and pretty robust. Um, and that would include all vaccines. Uh, when we went to Tallahassee to talk to a lot of the legislators, they would come back at us and say, well, if you do that, you're going to you're going to cause vaccination rates to drop. And I'm like, nobody's telling anybody not to get vaccinated. All we're doing is protecting the people, especially at this point, that have lost total trust in big pharma, big medicine, big government, everything right. that you can't just keep abusing us. And if we choose not to get it, we can't be coerced, manipulated, or or fear punishment over our, our head, our jobs, or our well, there's doctors. Been a, or, there's been a couple or, developments today. Uh, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. Um, so for all the people out there that decided not to get vaccinated, right? they were saying, hey, if you don't do this, this is it. This is the plague. If you don't do this, everybody's going to die. You have to get vaccinated. If you love your fellow man, you have to get vaccinated. Well, today... Do it, do it, do it for grandma. Do it, do it for, for grandma. grandma. Do you hate your grandma, Dan? Dude, I, a lot of people told me I had to do it because my grandma's this. Or I'm like, okay. Right, right. Okay. So today, they're reporting that COVID-19 is no longer a global health emergency, according to the uh, World Health Organization. Though it remains a global health threat, but it is no longer an emergency. So all these people that didn't get vaccinated obviously, and we knew this from the start, have no bearing actually on COVID-19, right? It's running its course like any other virus has run its course. It is no longer. Now, on top of that, I see, and I don't know if this is related, maybe this is completely unrelated, but the CDC bosses decided to call it quits today. So they come out and they say that, hey, no longer, this is not a, a health yeah. emergency anymore. And the CDC boss is like, all right, everybody told us it wasn't going to be. I quit. There's going to be a three-month window before that's the director of Pfizer. Yeah, right. She's going to be brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're all running from the hills. And you see Trudeau and you see a lot of these guys, they're walking it back. They're trying to rewrite history. Right. Well, we gave you a choice. We, you know, and, they're, and, and, and most people are kind of so, di, 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 I don't know, diluted. They're not able to think clearly. They don't remember. They're too busy going fast, too fast, too forward. And I think they're gonna, they're counting on people who are going to buy it and just let things go back to normal. Well, right, and that's what that's what the whole not, thing not was. Them, yeah, the whole thing was knee jerk, right? The whole thing was knee jerk and panic. That's all it was. Right. It wasn't based on actual science. It, it was, was based on pseudoscience. That was all was, disproven. It, and it was manufactured panic. They took away the early treatments. Mm -hmm. They bumped up the COVID numbers. They killed people in the hospitals with the hospital protocols. Everything was manufactured. So, the, it, it, you know, we like to think that it was an innocent knee jerk and that's kind of forgivable because, hey, everybody was in a panic. But now that we know that all this was manufactured, it's not there's no innocence in the process. Right. Maybe there are some people down the line that just followed through out of fear. But all the people in charge, they're, they're directly responsible. Yeah, you look at New York, you know, sending COVID patients into nursing homes and then promptly killed off the entire nursing home. And they're like, well, look at COVID. It's killing all the old folks. Yeah, you, well, had, you had Samaritan's Purse out there with, with, with makeshift hospitals. You had that big ship out there. with They wouldn't yeah. send them any of there. So, so I mean, you, you know. And the ship left without even being used. The comfort left without right. even being used. Yep. They were sitting around playing poker and darts and stuff in there. They, they weren't even... They, they needed those old folks to be dying, people's grandmas, people's parents. They needed them to be dying to bump up those numbers to increase the fear. They sacrificed them just for the shots, just to get these vaccines in people's arms. Sure. And then you and then there, there's the question, why? You're back to the question, why? One thing I want to add to that part of the conversation is, I think it was Northwestern or Northeastern University. They did a, a pretty robust snapshot, I think 20,000 people. 25% of the people are unvaccinated. They had us, so the CDC said 92% of the people are vaccinated. Disney said 93%. And I had numbers leaked to me that it was more like 25%. And that's after all the people caved and were coerced. So those numbers kind of line up. 
And now you're seeing a lot more. You're saying 25% were vaccinated? Weren't vaccinated. Weren't. So, okay. So 75%. that's a pretty big number after, yeah. after the most, after the most intense campaign of uh, manipulation, coercion, uh, everything. These guys were resilient. We were resilient enough to resist all that and shame and everything else that came with it. That's a pretty hefty number. And that's why they've always wanted us to believe it's a small segment of the population and you don't want to be one of those crazy people. No, if, if before the before the coercion and the campaigns and, and, and nailing all the weak people at the back of the line, we were at like 40 percent. Um, and I had those numbers counted at Disney. Forty percent of Disney cast members, when they were offered almost a week's paycheck to report their vaccination status, didn't. And after it was after many of them caved after the deadline, we still there's like sixty thousand employees at the time. We had ten thousand unionized, probably another five thousand ununionized cast members that were resisting the shots, and they knew it because it was leaked to me from the inside, and the union was panicking about all the dues. So 15,000 of 60,000 is 25%. It lines up. It's consistent across the board. That's right. what I'm seeing. So the original bill, DeSantis is behind it. It's going to protect everybody, right? But I'm yeah. looking at it. He wasn't. Oh, he wasn't. <clears throat> I mean, he was, but if it got introduced on 3-7. Well, that's what I mean, though. He led people to believe he was behind it. They haven't done anything with that bill since 3-7. There is no lines in the history when you look this bill up. When you look up 252, it has 15 lines, and every line represents a day they did something with it. So just as far as May 3rd, May 3rd, they, they did a third read. When you, well, do a, he doesn't, when you do a third read, you're almost done. DeSantis doesn't have to get involved until it gets to his desk, really. Um, yeah, but to, to, to it's think, easy to for think him to sit not, there. To and, think he's not pushing it to know when it's going to get there. Yeah, but what he says and what he does, that's my whole point, right? Mm -hmm. What he's telling we people. We got questions. Right, what he's telling people, what he's telling the Knicks of the world, look, man, I'm behind this 222, but what he's doing behind the scenes it's says a different story. Bill. Yeah. There were firefighters in his office. There were uh, people that were involved in the 222, and he signaled to them that he was totally supportive uh, of, of right. what they were doing. So there, there was a calm. There wasn't a need to really push because we figured, and everybody in Florida knows the legislators tell you DeSantis gets what DeSantis wants. Mm -hmm. So we felt pretty comfortable. And even then we rallied four busloads of people. We went up there to talk to legislators to build the momentum and get people on the side of DeSantis and, and, and the bill. And that's when we discovered there was another bill. Mm -hmm. And we discovered it was told to us from an aide that it was DeSantis's bill and they filed it for him. Yeah, because 222 you know, was filed and, and, in January and this bill was filed on the 3rd after, and that's a, well, just three days or four days before uh, 222 was introduced. And, and then 222 stops and 252 continues on. Right. So there was no way that 252 was going to sit there dormant like 222 is without the governor. So what's the pushing. change? What's the change in between 222 and 252? Well, one of the biggest changes, and, and we got them to expand it a little bit. They did add a couple of amendments because uh, the firefighters who were very supportive of him went up with a diverse group, a large group. They spoke to the administration and they said, you guys are just covering COVID. So the 252, as the language was before it was amended, was it was just going to cover COVID-19 vaccinations. Well, COVID is pretty much in the rear view mirror, the WHO says it's in the rear view mirror, right? right? We're worried about what's coming down the pike and what are they going to request? Well, the firefighters went, hey, they're putting pressure on us now to take the monkey packs vaccine. So they're using everything now as an excuse to stick stuff in our bodies that we don't want and we don't trust them anymore. So they added language that expanded it to EUA and mRNA, um, which is great but it's still not broad enough because what if they just discovered, okay, we want to kill them with something else. We'll just call it something else, right? They'll, they'll come up with another technology. You're leaving the back door open for them. Um, and then with the MRNA, they put a two-year cap on it. So in 2025, it sunsets, and now they're going to be allowed. We don't have any freedom protections of it. And it's like, well, why not? Well, when they asked Senator Burton in committee why, she had a doctor with her. I, I can't remember the guy's name. I had him in my notes. One of their doctors, as well as she stated, well, the mRNA, it's too soon to, to know because it's new technology and it's going to be this great thing. And who knows what it is and will we evaluate it? And then my argument is, I don't care how good it is. I still have a right to resist it. It's my choice what I put in my body. 
Because if you're going to say that you have something so great that it has to be mandated in the people's bodies, well, that's a slippery slope, right? right? We have a bunch of crazy people who think cutting off body parts right now is a good thing. So then they're going to mandate it. You know, how far is it going to go? It's so great so, that they have to offer free cheeseburgers and French fries to, to take it, right? They have to give you money. They have to, it's so great that nobody's right. willing to do it unless they're getting something to do it or being right. forced by their, by their employer, unless they're going to lose their careers. Yeah. And, and another thing, Jim, the, the mRNA technology is 20 years old. They're acting like it just came up and, oh, we, we have a bunch of hiccups, but it's going to get better. Hang in right. there. Right. And, and, and you guys will be ready for prime. Well, time. and what you say is true. It's, it's the same in, so designer drugs like ecstasy, like uh, bath salts, like all these, these different things that, that we have outlawed, right? It's illegal to have bath salts with this formula. Well, all they do is change one little thing in the formula and now it falls outside of the law. So then they have to go and they have to change this one little thing and then they change one little thing again. And they change one little thing, some inert ingredient that doesn't really matter, but it changes the formula. It changes what, what that drug is. So then all of a sudden that drug's legal, and that's exactly what they will do with this. You, they, they will, they'll have a, a specific, look, if it falls in this box, it's illegal, right? But all it takes is one inert ingredient to be changed, and it does not fall within that box. And now you're right back to where you were. You know, in Project Veritas, if you guys remember, they got they caught Pfizer red-handed, saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're genetically modifying our own viruses, and we have the vaccines ready for them." So it, it's 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 not out of their purview. It's not out of their. We've learned that they're willing to do anything. These people are sociopaths, and 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 if it ta- whatever it takes to get through and leave and to get through these laws, they're going to do it. And the fact that they left left these loopholes open and these back doors open. It's really it's a, it's a concerning sign because, like you're saying, it's obvious they'll do whatever it takes to to, to get to us. Right. It's like Big Pharma learned it from watching the military industrial complex, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> right. I mean, but they're all they're all one and the same. Yeah, all, I was I was just th- I was just thinking when Dan said that. It's like they're all the same. Yeah, <laughs> they're all under one umbrella, man. They're just it's all they're all the same last name, just different first names, bro. It's all the sure. same family, though. Sure. So I think this two five two is a lot farther ahead than everybody thinks, from what I'm reading. I understand. I'm on the state's website. If you look at the overview, it specifically oh, it, cites COVID nineteen. It's already it's already law. I mean, I think uh, the it, Senate it passed takes it. Effect, the House it takes effect the June first. The House passed it, so they ordered it enrolled on May third. And when you order it enrolled, it means the bill moves to other committees referenced uh, for the full house vote on the bill. So it's it's going to be on his desk soon. And can he make changes to it then? He's the governor. He can do whatever he wants. He can he can choose not to sign it. Uh, call for amendments. Call a special session. I mean, if it's if it's that important, he can do whatever he wants. Um, and especially something like this, which is going to be a keystone part of his. Uh, program or his agenda medical freedom which he's going to roll out to the rest of the country and like look what i've done for florida um i think he's going to go out there and they're going to pick him apart over this uh you know you got like i said there's 25 percent of the people that are unvaccinated that that know what this was then you got all the people that are vaccine injured you got all the people that were coerced which is a big segment of the population who didn't want to take the shot who are regretting it I talk to people all day long now that thought I was crazy. Now they come to me and go, I regret what I did. I, now I'm seeing what's going on. You're looking at all this big segment of the population and they're going to, they're going to, this is going to hang over his head and people are going to pick him apart over it. So it's, it's better, you know, this little fight right now, people will forget it. If he, if he changes course and gets this right, people are going to remember what he did. But if he goes forward with what he's got, it, it, it's going to cost him in the long run. But is he trying to appeal to normal Americans and kind of separate himself from the Make America Great Again movement? I don't know. But he's not appealing I, to normal Americans. He's, he's appealing. When I say normal Americans, I mean people who don't want to do the politics or the mudslinging. They want, they want Dan Quayle-type politicians <laughs> that, you, you know, are easily forgettable and easy to vote for. Uh, he, he hasn't. He hasn't. You know, he hasn't built the brand of being a Dan Quayle. You know, he's pretty right. dynamic. Fucking Dan you know, he's Quayle. A, he's reference. a dynamic guy. He's <laughs> smart guy. Dynamic and, you know, ballsy. Um, so this is out of nature. 
this is this is definitely And I guess that's what's hit. weird, right? Like what made him what made him jump so far out of line? I I don't understand because what he's done has been I mean, it's been Donald Trump without the tweets, right? I mean, that's that's what he is. He's Donald Trump right. without the tweets. He's Donald Trump without the name calling. Um but then he jumps so far out of line that everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, that's how we are. Cause we were all like, Hey, DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. And then we find out about this and I'm like, yeah, hold on. And honestly, I mean, you say people forget, I don't know, man. I mean, I think the damage has been done for a lot of people now. And the more people that find out about this now, it's not going to be DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. It's going to be like mm, DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. You know, it's going to be more, they're going to remember, they're going to remember what he did and how easy he flip-flopped. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling. We got, got enough flip-floppers taste. out there who can get votes. That's why That's why what Donald Trump did in this last election to, to really uh, engage and, and, and make people turn out. And they're not voting against anybody like how Biden got elected by people voting against a candidate. Right. Um, but that's also maybe a problem that DeSantis doesn't want. Maybe pe- people don't want them to come out and vote against him based on what happened with the, with the previous president. So there's, that, that could be part of it. So is this just, this isn't just Nick being, being a whiner, right? This isn't just Nick who's worried about this. You wrote a letter. You wrote an open letter to the governor. Um, and I wrote, I wrote I, if you go to my Twitter page, I got a pin to it. I got a eight-page open letter. And and I kind of document how we got here. I mean, this is this is this this fight started a few years ago, and we didn't get what we needed then. And I warned me and a lot a lot of us warned the abuses that would take place for leaving the loopholes open. So and then we were signaled and promised that stuff changes were coming. So two years later, we were holding on to those promises, and that's a long time. And and I have I'm tired of hearing all these political types and people involved saying, hey. Politics takes a while, you know, I'm like, we lost, we lost our freedoms pretty damn quick. You know, a lot of them really quick. And now everybody's telling me it's going to take 10 years just to get them back while they're, while we're being flooded with a million other things. I mean, that's just not that. that no, no. That's not, and that's, that's, that's why, that's well, and that's why they anymore. say, right. Once you lose it, it's, it's gone forever. You're never going to get it gone. back. There's it, no yeah. way that you're going to get something back in 10 years. Right. Because so you they're can't, slow, they're, they're, they're slow walking us just so that they don't give it to us. Because they're going to move on to something else, something else dramatic, and we're going to—it's going to be normalized. And that's been my argument as well for all this time. Everything they're doing is normalization. You're going to get used to not having those freedoms. You're going to get used to having to find a, a, a get an exemption. You're going to be used to whatever they, you know, whatever they're they're throwing at us. So yeah, I'm and I'm not alone. I mean, I wrote that open, I wrote that eight-page open letter. Then we wrote a, a shorter one. With a list of amendments, we just narrowed it down to four. There's a lot of stuff in that bill. I mean, the more you go into it, the more it contradicts itself. But we we, we got four down in that in that uh, in that open letter, and in two days, we got up to almost 1.2 million people represented. The groups that are there, that that took it before their boards. They didn't just hey just say hey Nick just put my name on there. No, they said let us look at it. They had board meetings. They sent it out. They came back and says we all agree. Go ahead and attach our name to it. That's a pretty big deal. That's a lot That's of people. That's a huge deal. I like the and top. That, I like the that, top of it. It says "We the people" in red. Yeah. Well, and we'll we'll put the amended letter up on our. Uh, we'll link the original, the eight page, and then we'll put the uh, we'll sure. put the amended letter up there for everybody to see. So as we drop this, it'll be up there on uh, Monday uh, for yeah, every, every, everybody to see. Um, it just it bugs the hell out of me that. Nobody's asking him, like, uh, I guess maybe in a debate he would have to. Somebody would actually call him out on why this bullshit, but it's going to be too late. I well, mean, I guess I guess that's the other question, right? Are there members of the the Florida House that are, you know, or, or the Senate there? Are, are there representatives that are holding his feet to the fire that are asking the hard questions right now? No, even even our even the people that sponsor the bill and co-sponsors, they've, they've just kind of gone quiet. I mean, are they afraid of him? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've, 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 I got no idea what's going on, and and they knew what the difference was. They they're aware of it. They're upset about their bills being crushed, but nobody's fighting for it. 
You know, they're leaving it up to all of us to fight for it. And maybe that's a silver lining because if we put, if we got 1.2 billion people represented to, to stand together in two days, I think going forward, they're going to have their hands full with us. Um, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> They're leaving it up to us. I see. Well, they're they're leaving it up to you to fight for it. But aren't they actually elected to fight for you? Aren't they originally? But it's changed since. Aren't they? Aren't they elected to actually fight for what the people want? And I think the people are pretty clear on this. We we had and and I and I don't remember the distinct (laughs) bill right now, but I know there was another bill that that was at stake. There were five people that the grassroots helped get elected into the uh, Florida Senate, Florida House and Senate uh, legislators, and they rolled over. And when when people in the know that I know called them to say, what are you doing? They said they were threatened and they wouldn't get reelected. So they went in with high hopes and big promises and, you know, beating their chest like we're here to make change. But yeah, they caved. You know, they caved. That's so we've had like Jonas Scholes on here, right? Who says, look, I may very well be when he was running. He was running for the U.S. House. And he says, look, I very, may very well be a one-term representative because I'm not going to come off of what I believe, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go forward with why I was elected, with the mandate that I was given. And if that means I don't get reelected, then I don't get reelected. But that's the problem. So these grassroots organizations get these people elected, and now all they're worried about is getting reelected instead of going there to do their job. And if they really did their job, and everybody, and they represented everybody in their district, they're going to get reelected. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody says about you. It doesn't matter how much money they have. If you go and represent your district as your district wants to be represented, they will put you back in. And, and I think, though, Jim, in the past, the, the, the other side had control. But that's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. They, they've now put us in the driver's seat by doing this. Um, because now we're going to have more power than they realize. Well, and I think that's a big part of it for your next elections. I mean, you, the people need to realize, uh, and they need to pay attention to what their representatives are doing out there. And if they are flip-flopping, if they're being silent during, during a fight that means so much to so many, time to try something else, fire them, you know, let's, I, I wish we I wish we could have like a compact. You got to sign it. Okay, we're going to back you up if you get elected. If you don't stick to these things, you <laughs> well, it's you called have, the oath you, to the constitution. They put their hand on the Bible and swear. Don't all of them swear the oath? But how do we kick them out? I mean, I mean, it's yeah. such a it's you got to wait. You got to wait and vote them out, right? Yeah, I, I, there's there's got to be an amendment that says no. You you get expelled immediately. You know, you're out of there. You don't you don't go what we sent you to do. You're out of there. Didn't they just do that to the Speaker of the House? Kind of? Uh, well, one, no. One person can bring up a vote. Yeah, but, I mean, I kind of like this idea. I just don't know how you would. I mean, it's kind of like a recall election. I mean, we have that. You just got to get enough people on board with a recall to actually hold that recall, and, yeah. and which you should. It should not be a thing where, where one group can just, every, right, every yeah. week they're bringing up another election. Let's say let's say one, one person in the legislature get, you know, gets uh, pulled over for DUI. Or, or name a crime, and then people need, people's knee-jerk reaction is to kick them out, then all of a sudden they get found not guilty. you right. got you got to have some kind of time. Well, I, I'm talking real simply, like, here, here's my promises. Here, you know, promise, you, you've heard promises made, promises kept. Yeah. Here are my, here's my five things I am going to stick to. Oh, you mean no recall election. As soon as they no, violate one of those things. One of those things. This is what you ran on. This is what you're, you're committing to. This is how you're representing yourself. If you don't stick to your own personal constitution of what you stand for, right. then you're out of there. So there's no recall. There's just a special election to put the next guy in when you get booted out because you can't do what you said you were going to do. I think so. I don't hate but that. I, I mean, think, I'm, I'm, I don't hate that. I'm just, yeah, right. I'm just every, making every up president, as I go right now, but I'm thinking there's got to be a better way. Every president has a great idea about what he's going to do until day one and he sits down with FBI, CIA, NSA, right. and they're like, listen, Jack. <laughs> And we're calling you Jack because we mean JFK. Well, listen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Listen, we don't want you to get a migraine. But um, Florida legislator just passed a bill allowing DeSantis to run for president as governor. That just happened. Yeah. I saw We saw that. So that tells you everything you need to know. He's going to run. And, and I wonder if uh, Floridians would have felt a lot different had he been committed to saying, yes, I'm going to run. 
Uh, I guess it's a it's a fail safe for if you don't get the nomination, you can always just go back to being right. governor. Well, that's what it is. Uh, but he probably would have lost a lot of votes had he committed to it early, which he'd be a fool to. But at least you're being honest with the people. All I know is that Governor Caterano is going to do a, a bang up job when he's in there. So as long as you say that's, with three fingers. That's why that's why we have him here today. He's actually going to announce his run for governor. Nick, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> No. Oh, no? Oh, Dan Dan said that's what we were doing today. Ask your wife first. Go ahead, ask her. (laughs) And then if she says yes. I guarantee she's going to be like, no, no. You are already too far into this bullshit. We are not. Listen, all I want to do is go to Home Depot right now and pick out some flowers, and here we are in another podcast. That's exactly what's going on if she's sitting here going, can we go now? Exactly. Right. I know. Yeah. Trust we need me. to redo the bathroom. Yeah. I can hear her are. foot tapping behind the camera right now where she's got her arms crossed. She's just looking at you like, I swear to God, yeah. I told you. Oh. All right. But, well, so, so, you know, guys, I want to – touch on two more parts of the bill. There's a lot of things. Yeah, get to I it. Think, I, I think these are some important things. There's a there's a, a statement there that talks about international entities. I think uh, if you guys watch that interview that, that I shared, we played the video um, where they questioned Senator Burton, the, uh, the drafter of the bill or the one who put forth the bill, 252, and they asked her, what international entities are you referring to? And she, and she stumbled there for minutes, looked into her paperwork. She was lost. She had no idea what the heck was going on. Turned around to her aide, and her aide said something in her ear, and she comes back, and she goes, well, it's implied. I think we know who we're all talking about, and we want to keep the language like that. That's so, how she responded. So it's the who. Right. Yeah. So it's the who. But here, here's, not the, the band. Here, here's the crazy thing. It, it, it talks about you can't establish any of the recommendations or anything from, from these international entities unless, by state law, rule or what do they call it, executive order from the governor. Now, executive order from the governor centralizes that power in one person. Rule is an unelected uh, you know, bureaucrat, could be the state attorney general or state whoever, and they decide there's another emergency, and they decide that it, it is causation to go ahead and, and do turn everything over to the WHO. So one person, not even the governor, will have power to do that, with the sit there so why would that language even be there i know and 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 even if we trusted governor DeSantis fully which is is now beginning to wane a little bit because this language is there but we don't know who's not coming down the pike we there's no guarantee the good guys are going to be in charge right. now when the press went and asked the administration like why is why is this even in there and and my argument has been the line should be reading that we will not look towards any foreign entity for any advice or any direction about anything within our state that we don't need it. Why do we need to turn to any foreign entity to right. tell us how we need to run business? I know that was never that. That's never part of the thing. But okay. the fact, the fact that it's in there by rule or executive order, it's 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 just just that that language exists is really it's really suspicious. And again, very smart people craft this language. I got um, the answer. Oh, and. And that's where I was sorry. I got off track. No, no, I have the answer for you why it's in there. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So the the administration. I'm like Leo right now trying to get out of the car. uh, (laughs) The administration said that it was because of WHO. Look at one of the good things they said. They recommended against remdesivir to treat COVID. So they're saying we're going to look to an entity who has lied to us a thousand times because they might say one thing right one time that we agree with. And we'll be able to implement it right away because it's already in in the statute. That is the craziest, weakest excuse to leave it wide open for for one person to have centralized power. Go ahead, Dan. What do you got? Here we go. Climate change. What? When they want to use climate change as a health issue, that's their backdoor in to say, well, now it's up to these guys. They're making the rules because you guys couldn't treat the planet right. Now we're all going to die and Florida's going to be underwater and and Uh hands it over to the who. You know, you may have something there. Listen, I, I, I thought you were going to be stupid about this. I, actually, I know. I was waiting for a joke or something. The more he talked, I'm like, you know, this might not be so crazy. Yeah. Dan, you could have you could have made a joke out of that one. But, we're, we're, we're you know, Listen, you brought a little insight there. Yeah. yeah. 
Every now and then, you know who he is? He's like the World Health Organization. He says so much bullshit, but every now and then he says one thing, and then we're like, yes. you know? Wow. Who yeah. are you? Uh, no. Listen, he's got to go get flowers. What's the second thing you got there? Uh, the other thing I was going to talk about was the big thing is hospital protocols. We know, you know, right now everybody knows, oh, yeah. anybody who's awake, the remdesivir, the protocols, the incentivized killing of people. Uh, Scott Scarra, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, his daughter, Grace, uh, he had a precious daughter. Um, she was disabled, Down syndrome. Uh, they killed her in the hospital with the protocols. He dropped everything he was doing. He just started digging. He had this big awakening and he realized disabled people were 11 times more likely to be given those protocols in the hospital. Unvaccinated, seven times more likely to be given those hospital protocols. So they were, they were punitive. And they they had a there's there's a reason for it. So now we we brought the attention. We had hospital immunity. The same senator, Senator Burden, circulated a flyer last year or a year and a half ago to extend hospital immunity that gave blanket immunity to the hospitals for treating treatments of COVID if they stuck to the CDC protocols in the state of Florida. So they basically she protected them. She gave that flyer. All the Republicans voted almost unanimously to pass that extension. And we gathered like we're gathering now. We had an open letter. We got national attention to ask the governor to veto that extension because that nothing like that ever existed before. Well, it went into law. Now it expires in June. And the administration is signaling that they're going to let it expire. But in, in the provision in the law in SB 252, they addressed it by saying any doctor with hospital privileges can listen to the petition of the patient to give them all the risk of and benefits of certain medications and approve to give them FDA approved drugs for COVID. So it's real tricky. One, you gotta have a doctor who's got hospital privileges. Well, that's not saying much because most of the guys there have shown that they don't have the brass or the understanding or they're just you know self-preservationists. They're not gonna go against the hospital right. and all the money and the power that be. So you gotta find somebody who's willing to do it and then you could only do FDA approved drugs for COVID. So that, that rules out ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and it also limits it to just COVID. We don't know what the next thing is. So rather they than do. them, op they do, somebody does. So rather than them opening it up to the patient's rights to choose and, and FDA drugs on and off label, because these are FDA drugs that are approved, budesonide, hydroxychloroquine, we've got nutraceuticals, vitamin C, IVs are really helpful. All these things that are available, it, there again in the language, it sounds pretty, it sounds nice, and then it negates itself because one, you're going to have to find that doctor, and then two, you're going to have to, you, you can't give them the things that are working because hospitals are not going to make any money from it, and it doesn't suit their purposes, and the FDA is not going to approve anything that works. We just, we've seen that through this pandemic, and, and we don't know if they're going to do it again. And what's, what's another point on that is FDA approves drugs. Even when doctors start using it, they discover, you know, I think it was Viagra was for for heart medicine right. or something. All of a sudden, it's it's it, it's you know, it's it's the wonder, the sex wonder drug, or you know, it's the for FDA erectile dysfunction, Nick. ED that, is a that, real that, thing that, that, here. Um, you know, there, there's listen, the Dan I know. There's yep. The Dan all I'm going to say is I've never uh, seen Dan get this this fired up about anything. <laughs> Clearly, you've hit a sore spot. <laughs> you've been asking the hard questions here about it. Jeez, leave the jokes to me, Chief. Uh, so that was soft, so Jim. The, so, so the FDA doesn't approve. They, they don't go back and say, oh, we're going to add to the list of things it's approved for. Because once it's approved, it's approved. And doctors use it off-label all the time. Except in the case of stuff that we knew worked against COVID. I tell you what, I think there's going to be class action lawsuits against the, the, the big pharmas, even though they were covered under the Emergency Youth Authority. Authorization because Act. fraud, fraud, fraud. When when you can prove fraud, which we could already prove fraud by all the Pfizer docs that were released, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that opens them wide up to be sued. What's killing? What's, what, what's killing me is that I know people that have clots right now, and don't have any family history of any of that shit, and I can tell them right to their face, like, "Oh, how many did you get?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "How do, how are you not putting two and two together here?" Like, even yeah. e e even if it's a ten percent chance that that that's what gave you the clots in your leg. Like you're not even going to think about it because you're so entrenched and I can't let them be right about it that they're going to be like, oh, just a, act of God, maybe. Hey, man.
Hey, my 19-year-old cousin just dropped dead. You know what? Hey, God rest his soul. Act of God. God had a bigger plan for him. Natural causes. Had, had nothing to do with the four shots he got, right? Oh, it's not. It's nonstop. I mean, every time I open my phone now, there was just some other lady, 32-year-old athlete, just dropped dead. I mean, and it's normalized. Again, it's normalized. And people move on, and you're going to see the buses rolling. Hey, your, your kids get myocarditis. Have them checked out. They just normalize them. The class action lawsuits are not going to pay out a ton, uh, I don't think. I think the number will be astronomical, but the amount of people that took them that will be like, hey, you wronged me. I didn't suffer, but put my name on it too, and they'll get like 3200 bucks or something <laughs> when it's all said and done or whatever. Uh, it's, oh, it, it bugs the hell out of me because if there would have been – if there wouldn't have been an emergency authorization, they would have had to have act different. They would have had to let you know what's in it. Can you even get a COVID vaccine now with the insert that tells you what's in it? Can you even get one now? They have a blank insert, Jim. Blank insert. Yeah. That's not right, is it? Okay. Well, we'll yeah. I, know, I know the I've person seen, will I've, call, I've, right? I've when we get them. off, it'll tell you. It's a blank insert. Yeah. How can they, that be? Because they, they because it was put through emergency authorization, and they don't have to tell you what's in it. And when people, there's videos of people calling out pharmacists and going, hey, can you open that and tell, tell me what's in it? And they're, God, like, I don't they're, like, they're like, yeah, I can. Know. And then they look at it and go, oh, shit, it's blank. And then they look at the person yeah. and the person looks at them and then it just totally gets awkward. And then you can see like the pharmacist has like a come to Jesus moment where they're like, oh, I'm like, what are we doing here? I've seen them. I, man, we're going to have to have that crazy anti-vaxxer on here eventually. <laughs> but she's nuts. Right. Hey guys, I got to get running. No, we got to let you go. Been trying to yeah. let you go. I don't want you know what if we take this any longer, your wife's never going to let you talk to us again. So and we got to right. we got to cut you loose so we can talk shit about you. No, we're not. Dan will. <laughs> I'm going to back you up though, man. I got you. Right. I got you. I I'm your wingman here, Nick. Dan likes All to talk right, shit. I'll punch him right. on video. <laughs> You're not even recording. Uh, oh yeah. All right, brother. We appreciate you, man. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks. Thanks right. for having me on, guys, right. and right. talking about good it. Time, good time, brother. We appreciate it. We'll see you. All right. Yeah, thanks. Recording stopped. I'm telling you, bro. We were warned. We were warned about DeSantis. We were, and we both took it the same way. We were both like, like oh, uh, look at him. He's, he's our guy. He's doing so good. Yeah, but then when that person said that, we're like, Come on, bro. You say this about everybody. <laughs> Anytime I ask the people, that person about like a guest, I'm like, what do you think about this person? And they'll be like, no, because of A, B, and C. And I'm like, how, how do you know all this stuff? Well, I don't know, man. I, this news is very disappointing to me about Ron DeSantis. It is. I, I mean, I'm not giving up on the guy yet, but, you know, it's just another thing, though, that drives me closer to Donald Trump again. You know, Donald Trump said what he did and or said what he was going to do and did what he was, said he was going to do. But we're all at the point where we know if, if Trump goes up, Biden's going to get 100 million votes because more people are going to vote against him, especially all the moms at home that just watch TV and don't and don't get into politics. They just want to, you know, they don't want the bullshit. Uh, Grandpa Joe. Oh, put, put the shades on, Joe. God, he's so cute. Put the shades on, Chief. Look at him driving around that little convertible with his sunglasses on and all those boxes hanging out of the trunk. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> the glove box. Papers, papers flying out the glove of the trunk. You need a warrant for that. <laughs> papers flying out of the trunk while he's driving. Come on, man. Uh, I don't know. This is very disappointing to me with Ron DeSantis. Greg Fanning won. I saw. By a yeah, lot. He smoked them. By a lot. Yeah. But, is- but now... <laughs> well, it's just a primary. Well, right. it's just a primary. Now, now he's got now he's got uh, Roth Gary coming up. So, but he's in the fight. No, he is. I mean, he he smoked that other guy. Sixty four percent of the vote. Yeah. Mike Musto to Greg Fanning. Greg Fanning got thirty two hundred and twelve, and Gusto got seventeen ninety five, which is pretty good. Um, I did get. Uh, Tell you what, though, all, driving around, all I saw were Fanning signs. I never saw one Gusto sign. Musto. Musto. See, I don't even know his name. <laughs> Um, I got some really interesting facts here yeah. that since I went on the the Board of Elections website and I can see every district in Ridgeville 
and how many registered voters were total, how many registered voters Democratic, how many registered voters Republican, how many registered voters are nonpartisan. Now, the nonpartisan numbers are big. And they gave me an option when I went there to pick between my ballot or a nonpartisan, so I could have just voted on the issue. So that may be why there is a pickup in nonpartisans. Or there could be a lot more independents than we think. Because if well, there's you, a lot of people. I, I I bet it's grown. I mean, there's a lot of people that are just sick of this shit. But that's they're the, sick of the Republicans. But that's the thing. But they still don't have a home. What have I, I've been saying in every episode? We don't have a home because you can't. It's so divided. If well, if, we were going to talk to somebody about getting a home for him, but then he broke his hip and died. <laughs> so shout out Independent American Party and freaking Piedmont, Idaho, wherever the hell they're from. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were going to talk to that guy. And then they're like, oh, God, give us a But minute. still, look at it like this. If Tulsi Gabbard drops the Democratic Party and runs independent, we talked about Kristen Sinema running independent. She'll be running against the sheriff, right? Let's say if those people jump to an independent party, no Republican's ever going to trust them. Right. If Donald, if, if DeSantis drops it and goes to independent, no Democrat's going to trust him. Right. So what do you, what do you, what do you have to do? You have to be Joe freaking Rogan to come out and be like, you know, he, he has a, a lot of different stances on a lot of different things. Sometimes, you know, he was raised by hippies in California and he came out and then he left California because of the bullshit. Then moved to a, a liberal part of Texas. So he has a lot of liberal values, but he also is conservative on a lot of other values. So he is te- technically right in the middle, would be a good libertarian. Or is that where we, do we need to do a libertarian? Yeah, that never works. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're up against it. How do you? The only way you can take out the two party system is is by one party taking away their their power, and then all that's going to do is get corrupted by money anyway. As soon as, as soon as uh, money gets involved, it won't take long for big pharma to be like Jim, Jimbo. Big pharma, man. I tell you, between pharma and Soros. Pharma, Soros, God, get rid military, of oil. I mean, we, we can go on and on. I mean, even like the check cashing places. There was some sh- there was some fuckery going on in our state house uh, with the check cashing places, taking guys out to dinner and shit. And you got one guy canned, I think. So, and that's small money in politics. I mean, if you take the money out of politics. And then people are running. Someone like someone like a Jonah, who like, who, if that job would have paid fifty six thousand a year, he would have probably still been going for it. I wish I died in eighteen fifteen. <laughs> After I got done fighting in the Revolutionary War, I got to see the spoils. Hey man, you got to tell the country. Yeah, I got to tell my grandkids. Sit on a hill story. in Tennessee, spit tobacco, ding. Go out there and harvest a little bit of cabbage and die in my field. I wish. Before I saw all this bullshit. That's that's deep. That's dark, bro. Well, I'm just saying, all those folks that died Damn. there, they had the country they wanted. I mean, I know there was already, I mean, early on there were some problems, but not like this, right? They were, those guys, oh, they thought they did it. They thought they got it. If they could come back here for, well, we, I mean, everybody says it. You know, if they could come back here right now for a month, it'd be nothing but, you couldn't even walk outside without risk of getting hit by a musket ball, dude. There'd be... It would, it would smell like 4th of July out here every day. It'd just be nothing but musket fights. My wife's at the jeweler with the kids. She's, like, sending me pictures of them holding $10,000 rings on their fingers. <laughs> it's going to get dangerous over here. You don't tell her no right now. You get what you got. <laughs> you tell her no. You get what you tell got. Tell her no. Oh, man. All right, I got to get out of here. I got shit to do. Shit to do. I do. I got it's pool season. I gotta fix some stuff. Oh. What do you got? You got a joke? I don't have a joke. You're such a bitch. All right, so listen, here we go. Uh we got uh Madison rising here. Uh with Star Spangled Banner. We're they're gonna take us out. Um make sure you guys are liking this. Um wherever you're listening to it, you know, subscribe and leave us a leave us a review. That kind of stuff helps. Um go back, listen to a few of our episodes throughout the week, maybe something you missed. Uh, that helps us more than anything, really, believe it or not. We get we drop these things on Monday. We get a huge spike on Monday and then nothing through the rest of the week. So 
Um, you know, if you're listening to this, go back. Uh, they're all titled. If there's something there that you haven't heard that you think you might be interested in, give it a listen on a Wednesday or Thursday for us. Um, just keeping us relevant there throughout the week is going to help us out. So, Or just type a random number in your phone and just share it with them. <laughs> right? Let's, exactly. try, let's try this out. Exactly. I mean, I've been wanting to do the, the, the random calls. No, I episode. think we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to start doing that on like a Thursday. We're going to have to like block off four hours because 4,500 people aren't going to answer. And then that one guy. <laughs> Like, my dad still has a home phone, and every time it rings, it's just people trying to sell him AARP when he's already, like, done with AARP, I think. I think he aged out. <laughs> exactly. But it's, like, it's like when you're at the Chinese buffet. You've been there. They're, they're like, you go now. No more food. You're like, well, I thought it was all you could eat. They're like, you've been here four hours. You eat too much. You go. That's like your dad. They're he like, answers Look. every call and, like, yeah. wants, to, and wants to just, I don't know. Yell at him and hang up, and, and, and I guess it's a side job now. Okay. Well, <laughs> side work. I don't know, he's getting paid. All right, so Madison Rising going to take us out again. Check out Fox's Fired Up Flags on Facebook. You can go and check out his site if you need a flag. Uh, check out uh, hey, I've also heard uh, from uh, Wayne Fox that um, Paul Engel has reached out to him oh, about getting a flag. Nice. So that would be uh, that'd be great. Nice. Uh, from Paul Engel from the Constitution Study. Um, if you don't listen to that, you are doing yourself a disservice. Uh, Constitution Study Podcast uh, with Paul Engel. They're quick hitters, 25 minutes or so. And you're going to learn a little bit about uh, uh, about the Constitution as it applies today. He so. delivers so good. I wish I could I know. I wish I could deliver like him. He's the second smartest guy I know. Besides me. And <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Now